You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Interviewing top sports personalities from around the nation in order to provide you next-level insight and analysis into your Cleveland Browns. Blue Wire Hustle proudly presents All Eyes on Cleveland. And now, here is your host, Brad Ward. Welcome into your weekly edition, crossover edition, of the OBR Film Breakdown and All Eyes on Cleveland. I am Brad Ward, the host of All Eyes on Cleveland, and Jake Burns, the host of the OBR Film Breakdown, is here with me. A special quick hitter edition, new baby, new Burns family member edition, quick hitter edition of the show. Jake, (laughs) congratulations. Uh, A healthy baby boy. Um, How are you feeling, sir? We're feeling really great, man. Very lucky. Very lucky. We we had a, um, you know, first of all, I appreciate the words, Brad. We had a um, a rough first pregnancy experience where our our newborn in 2018 was born at 33 weeks. So mom had preeclampsia that she dealt with and overcame, and they had him at 33. So he was in the NICU for 21 days, which was really hard. Um, NICU stays for parents are very challenging. A lot of time. A lot of a lot of difficult, you know, you never want to have a baby and leave them with someone else, even though those people are heroic, right? Those, those yeah. NICU nurses are phenomenal. You just never want to leave your baby behind. So, uh, yeah, we, we ended up, uh, ended up having him there and, and everything's been great for Porter, our firstborn. And then this one, we got to 37 weeks before some of the preeclampsia symptoms came back for her. And, uh, they started to notice things were tilting a little bit. So safe than sorry, right at 37 weeks, which is full term, let's get him out. And, uh, they induced it like uh, I would say the we got to the hospital at 6 a.m. on Friday. They had him induced, uh, sorry, her induced by 7, and he was out by 3.30. So everything's healthy. Mom's great. Porter's great. Or Sorry, Pratt is his name. Pratt Wilder uh, is the I is love the that. That's great. Different. different. It, big, is big, that, mom's uh, a big fan of last names as first names. So Okay. You okay, know, Porter, Pratt, Porter and Pratt. That makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense, right? Uh, is there a meaning behind Pratt, or just just like that a lot to go just, with Porter? Just liked it. No meaning. My mom actually ended up telling me some meaning behind it, but we didn't we didn't view it that way. Just a name we had liked, so um, we we went with that one. And and uh, but yeah, man, everything was great. The hospital was great. The stay was great. Kelby is Kelby's a rock star. You can't watch that process, as I'm sure many fathers have, and, and not think that women are the far superior race. That is uh, <laughs> Seriously, race, right? but sex, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, very, 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 very fortunate and blessed and all of that stuff. So settling back in, just got home earlier today. He is, uh, he is passed out asleep, so I'm going to try to take about 20 minutes and yuck it up on some browns from the weekend. Yeah, man, congratulations. Latest cigar, relax tonight. Yeah, congratulations. I know that uh, I saw on Twitter a lot of people wishing you well wishes out there. So you got a lot of 
lot of supporters and uh, a lot of people having good thoughts for you. So good on you, man, and congratulations. It's hard not to feel really good for you. You're a great guy, and I uh, appreciate uh, all the time we spend together. So congratulations, Jake. Brad, I appreciate that, man. And, and I, there's so many people that have said such great things on Twitter. If I did not respond to you or something, I just uh, – <laughs> it's a lot of people, but I, I thank thanks to everybody for the kind words. Very, very heartfelt. So appreciate that. Fantastic. With that in mind, knowing that you have a sleeping baby, let's get to some uh, football here. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot with a report here, Jake, uh, today that the Browns prob or I guess will look into adding a um, backup quarterback. Now, this would be a backup to Jacoby Brissett if Watson were mm-hmm. to receive a lengthy suspension. Does this make sense to you? This reeks of a little bit of posturing to me a little bit, Jake, to be honest. I, I guess it can. I mean, I it, it depends on what they've seen from Jacoby so far to either like him or not like him, right? Like, if they have seen him in OTAs and minicamp and been like, well, you know, we really would like to have some security here for this guy, even though he's been a very durable quarterback and all of that, right? Like, right. There's never been an issue from that perspective, so I don't think that's any any sort of thing at all. But, like, um, to me, it feels like maybe. I, I'm look, I was looking at the list you sent me, and maybe, but if you get to your third quarterback, your season is your season, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, at that point, it's just kind of – a hogwash at that point. But I guess if you really don't like Dobbs to the point that you would feel more comfortable uh, trading, right? Trading for, or not trading, but signing somebody to, it could be even someone at the level of Nick Mullins just to be there. Uh, then I, I get that because Dobbs is pretty unproven too. It's, as long as it doesn't cost much money, uh, I could get behind something like that. But you did already sign Dobbs, so it's kind of weird. But uh, yeah. I, I could see it. I could see it if they did it. All right, let's go through this list real quick and see if anything jumps out to you. Okay, so uh, we know Cam Newton's a free agent, right? Uh, Mike mm-hmm. Glennon, free agent. A.J. McCarron, free agent. Garrett Gilbert uh, spent an offseason with us, right? Uh, Josh Rosen. Uh, Sam Darnold in Carolina could potentially be available. Minshew in Philadelphia. Jordan Love in Green Bay. Taylor Heineke in Washington. Colt McCoy in Arizona. This is the list of guys that may be attainable, right? Um, mm-hmm. Is there, I think Heineke jumps out to me as by far the best quarterback on that list. Would you disagree with that? I guess we don't know on Jordan Love, but. Um, yeah, the, these are guys they could trade for, right? Like some of them are trade guys. Some are some trades are and guys. some are signs, yeah. Okay. Um, if, yeah, I'm not into trading for anybody. I don't want to okay. give up anything. Unless there's okay. just a player that somebody else really covets, like who's at the end of your roster. Um, that you don't really care about, but I'm not giving up anything of value for a backup who's going to be playing the role of <laughs> filling in for your backup if your backup gets hurt. So right. I'm not into that. Yeah, I mean, Heineke, there's some interesting names there, but I mean, the free agents are who would be of interest to me are practice squad guys or maybe scooping somebody up in a cutdown scenario, right? Yeah. So that, yeah that would that be of sense. particular interest to me. So that's so, about all I got on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this topic, right? Like, okay, it, I understand, I guess, why they're saying this. But to me, Jake, this all seems kind of pointless. Like, okay, maybe it says something about Josh Dobbs. Maybe it says something about Brissett. But ultimately, for me, it comes back around to 
Garoppolo. And I wrote an article this week, okay? Like, if you're going to make a move like this, then, then make a move for a guy to upgrade, not a guy to back up your guy that you're not really sure about, right? Like, I don't, that seems kind of counterproductive to me, in my opinion. So, anyways, yeah. the update I wrote on Garoppolo this week is that he has been throwing for three weeks. Um, you know, his number is 24.2 million, non guaranteed. And the 49ers are willing to let teams come in and renegotiate that with him, with his camp, which is. Something that if he if Watson does get a year and his one million dollar contract tolls to next season, um, I think that they should definitely explore. Now a lot of people have reached out and said they agree and a lot of people are very anti this and I know you mentioned the the rollover uh, cap money being very important and I know Jack Duffin did a piece on that too at your site at the OBR right. But mm-hmm. my thoughts are in that scenario, though, where he's on the $1 million deal next year, there's an abundance of money available all of a sudden. Like, I don't think that's an issue at that point. If you get yeah, him down to They were sitting like at like 10, 40, 48, right? Something that I saw recently. They're at 48 uh, right now. And, uh, and this would be, you know, and if his contract tolls, you're talking about another year of him as a with a base of one million dollars. So you're talking about just loads of cap space next year. Not even fair. Like so, I mean, me and Jared talked about this. If, if they if that happened, if, if his contract tolls and the Browns get Watson starting next season, and the amount of cap space that would theoretically now, a lot, be a lot there, of guys take jumps too. Like if you if right. you look at a lot of them, like. Denzel takes a jump. Miles takes a jump. There's a lot of sure. the, the two guards, but I do think they'd have a lot of flexibility. I think you're they right. They would. I, um, I think they the would have room that, to do. Yeah, like the degree 10, of flexibility, 15. I'm not. I'm not very good at. But yeah, yeah, I think you're spot on. Um, listen, if if a year long suspension happens, which again is still as much as people don't want to think it is, is still possible because we don't know anything. If that does come to fruition. I think entertaining the idea of a more competent quarterback, such as, you know, uh, uh, Garoppolo, if he's healthy, if he's right, and they can do some of what, if they can go into that discussion and do some of what Carolina did, which is yeah. come out of it with Jimmy for eight, right? Yeah. Or we'll cover an eight or nine. Yeah, that, then I'm totally into that plan. I can I can get behind that at that point. I'm not paying $23 million no. of that cat figure not doing it so i think the good thing is if they did go down that road brad if the good thing of a bad situation with watson being out for a long time is there's a precedence now for somebody taking less like like baker shaved money to go somewhere else so would the browns be able to use that landmark of a con of a discussion and a trade in in their own favor right so that's something to keep your eye on because i definitely could see where that outcome could be like Watson suspended for a year indefinite. Um, and they decide we don't really want to punt on this thing. And we like Jacoby, but we always like Jacoby as a backup. You can start to smell a little bit of why they would go the way they would go there. So uh, Garoppolo remains about the only guy I'm interested in because you could, you're working with a team with very little leverage. The 49ers don't, I mean, the Packers have leverage. They got to, they are willing to be patient with him. They have no issue with, uh, with waiting it out on, on Aaron Rodgers, right? There's other teams that you've mentioned here with guys that would be trade for candidates. And again, to me, like those guys are uh, people that you wouldn't be as desperate as the 49ers to move off some of the money they have. 
unfortunately just tied to Garoppolo. So that becomes a pretty similar situation. So I would be interested, but again, the suspension, as you know, and we've talked about a million times, has to be something that is um, meaningful, has to be something meaningful at that point. So we'll see yeah. what comes of it. But yeah, I can, I can get behind and not wanting to punt on a season and trying to do a little better there, but I'm not paying Garoppolo full money. I'm saying, hey man, Baker Mayfield treatment this thing and we can talk, but if you're not going to do that, we're wasting our time. 100%. And I thought that's why I, I, I took note and, and kind of perked up when I saw that they were allowing teams to come in and talk to his camp because they know it's going to have to be that kind of a negotiation for them to get off, save any money in his situation. I mean, right? So I, I, we'll see what happens. Um, it's an interesting situation. I would only do it if his, if his contract holds. Uh, I agree with you that the that rollover money and the the cap and all that is important and they need to remain flexible, but I think it opens up some more flexibility that they didn't even account for if that tolls to next year. So um, that would be the situation I would become interested in. And like you said, not for 24.2, but for a bargain, right? Um, which I think Garoppolo should be in on too because he wants to showcase things, uh, showcase himself and try to reset his market. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire. By famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Couple other things going on around the NFL here. Um, not really around the NFL. Timeline wise on Watson's decision, Florio keeps saying the week of July twenty fifth, Jake. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is his opinion that the decision will come down that week. That's the week that training camp starts. Thought, do you have any thoughts on this timeline at this point? I mean, this, this is really hard to read at this point. I'm ready starting Monday until camp. I, I'll put it that way. I mean, I have no. Okay no general expectation for what it's going to be and when it's going to happen. Um, but I'm ready for, uh, when, when, like you said, like, like, like that week or this upcoming week, like we at the OBR have stories written up, prepared, uh, just fill in the blanks and graphics ready and everything ready to go. And I just think you should be prepared. And this Friday probably reeks of the biggest one, biggest news dump because people would be expecting it more. Right. So, yeah, I think you should be prepared for it over the next two weeks with the, with the odds on favorite. If you're into that sort of thing, and some people are very into it on social media, mm-hmm. obsessing over when this decision is going to be announced, uh, whatever, next week is probably the favorite. So, you know, just uh, football will be here, and when football's here, there'll be a Watson decision at that point. It's probably going to have. I'm going on vacation this week. It's probably a guarantee it happens when I go on 100%. vacation. 100%. So now that Brad's locked that vacation in for yeah. us, we know that mid-week when he's out, he's out on the beach. He's not even going to have a chance to <laughs> sit at a at a, at a a uh, hotel dinner table. It's just going right. to be while you're out there making sandcastles. I'm going to be at a uh, romantic dinner with just, yep. just me and my wife, and my phone's yep. going to go off. I'm going to be like, boop, got to go, honey. Yep. See ya. See ya. Get it. Uber yeah. Uber your way back to the condo. I got to go. We'll see you there. We'll see you there. I'll see you, probably see you at the end of the vacation because you won't want yeah. anything to do with me, but yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. see you. <laughs> yeah. I'll be gone for a couple hours. I don't go figure this out. Um, not far off, though, really. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the, uh, as far as um, the Browns upgrading this roster, 
mm-hmm. we've talked about this, right? At like they, we kind of feel like he spent what he wants to spend as far as Andrew Barry goes, right? And and they want to give some young guys a shot. At what point, like when you look at like the tight end room, for example, like Miller Forenstall is your three right now, right? And a lot of that depends on you know you may need another better upgraded tight end depending on what happens at quarterback right so some of this stuff is still hangs in the balance uh, mm-hmm. with that decision but there the defensive line and the wide receiver room and there's guys like julio jones out there and there's other names out there right like that are getting bandied about um at what point do you think the browns just want to get a look at these guys early in camp is there any chance they get a look at like their D line early in camp? Like, there's been a lot of rumors about not Indomic and Sue. Uh, I saw that uh, Brad Stainbrook said that that's not true, and it feels pretty uh, that that's not accurate. Accurate that they really don't have any interest in him. But mm-hmm. like, as far as along both all three of those positions, is there a point where they go? we're really not happy with what we have here in camp and they and they go try to make a move or is that something that's going to be like churning the bottom of the roster when cut downs happen and stuff like that you think at this point i think i think there are three players not in the organization that'll be on the 53 i think they're going to be very active in um the cuts the cut down situation stuff like I, okay. I just i see them the third tight end i've been vocal about i think they're going to add another defensive tackle uh, to to their uh, active roster, and then I'm still of the belief if a really decent wide receiver gets cut that they have liked over the years, they could be active in that market too. So that's the group for me. Um, um, I, I definitely see three. The, the, again, I've told everybody to follow where they spent the most UDFA money. Where did they spend the most? They spent it at wide receiver, yeah. They took some not not money really, but they took shots at tight end, and then they went after interior defensive line. Those are it. And again, I've continued to tell people like, "Hey man, watch out for Sean Jolly." Like I really think I think that's his name. The the the, the App State kid that they paid good money to as yeah. a nickel corner. I think he's got a real chance to surprise people and make the roster. So that's another one. But yeah, I mean, wide receiver. I'm perked up, paying attention to that because. They have given a lot of guys shots, and they could be interested in bringing in someone from the edge of the um, rosters, tight end for sure. I feel like the most sound bet is a tight end from another uh, situation ending up being claimed by the Browns. And then, um, you know, defensive tackle, again, is one that just remains very, very possible to me too not even i think they it's not it's of the three it's the least likely but again if somebody gets cut that we're not expecting they they could be very into that uh, sort of idea yeah it's like uh so probably not a free agency right but more like uh barry has a list in his pocket of names if if this guy comes available yeah this is somebody we're gonna go make get and add to the right. roster because that's an upgrade he knows our system we like this guy I'm sure they have a list ready. That's something, yeah, bingo, that we don't know. There are guys that they have missed on. Either they sign with somebody else or it's a UDFA who gets more money from somebody else or a drafted player that goes somewhere right before them that they're like, man, if that guy becomes available, he's at the top of our – if he's uh, like seizable, right? We we think he is a seizable player for us. Then, yeah, that that becomes to me very, very possible – 
um, that they are going to surprise some people with that. Yeah, I I think so too. Um, it's but in the same three places that you said, I think that's pretty obvious. And and a lot of that, you know, went back to Watson again. You know, that decision is gonna gonna impact that that tight end decision probably more too. That third tight end become more relevant if Brissett's taken <laughs> the more snaps. I think as we talked about the offense looking more like what it did in the past if Brissett's yeah. under uh, taking the snaps, right? I agree. Very much so. Jake, do you have anything else for me? you have any questions you want to throw at me here? You know, with my... My, my uh, brain is fried um, yeah. about this thing. I'm, I'm trying to, uh, on my end, put together a couple more um, a couple more shows. We've got to do some stuff on the safety groups. And then uh, we're going to get to some AFC contenders. And then maybe going to do a Browns uh, or, or NFL-wide division picks show, too. Maybe that's something we can get together on. Uh, at some point brad but yeah like that's it i gotta really get my uh brain back functioning as a normal member of society after after uh being cooped away in a hospital for three days so uh good to talk rounds brad i know it's a quick show for us but that's that's about all we can do because i got to get back out there and be a contributing member to this team but appreciate you bro taking the time and <laughs> being uh malleable with the schedule as things come and go do your do your job jake do your job Uh, all right man thank you so much uh and and congratulations again from me and and from everybody else out there that uh enjoys all the work that you do and and appreciates uh all the time that you put in to uh make being a browns fan more enjoyable so go enjoy uh your newborn son and congratulations again jake thanks brad appreciate that and appreciate everybody's well wishes uh, from a uh, Blue Wire podcast uh, crossover, the OBR film breakdown and All Eyes on Cleveland for Jake Burns. I am Brad Ward. Go Browns. We are out. <laughs>